Hey everybody, it's Ron from the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast Network, here to talk to you today about SpinWiz Comics. SpinWizComics.com is an indie comics discovery platform. It's designed to help comic book readers find new content, with over 60 publishers and over 400 different comic titles to choose from, and growing every week. Most of the content right now is free to read, but there are options available to purchase PDFs and support creators you read the most. And right now, as part of the promotion, IB Comics is offering the first four issues of Grace, free to read. And for all you music fans out there, the first 28 pages of Legba's Juke Joint, Volume 1. You can read all of these for free at spinwizcomics.com. So if you're a content creator out there, check it out. It's a no-hassle platform whose core goal is to help with awareness, to essentially take your comic book and put it out there for new readers. It's as easy as uploading a couple of PDFs, toss them into a Dropbox or Google, and within a day, your stuff will be online and available for purchase or for new readers to check out. SpinWizComics.com. Check it out today. Direct from the beautiful Inland Blue Studios, honey. This is the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast with your host, that fine ass Chris Thayer, that beautiful Steve Hill, and that big hunk of chunk of meat, Ron Mills. Woo! Mama's hot up in here. Let's get this party started. All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast. Here with your host today, Chris Thayer. And I'm Ron Miltz. Hey, guys, we're back. We're back again. Hey, y'all. <laughs> so, uh, so Chris, uh, how, how are you holding up during the uh, the zombie apocalypse over here? I'm good, man. It's, it's a lot of pool time. A lot of pool time. And uh, we've, we've ventured into the honeydews in the last week or so, so... I, uh, oh, oh, yeah. Like what? What are you getting? What are you getting to do there, you lucky guy? Well, today wasn't too bad. Today was like hanging curtain rods, um, but we're not hanging curtains. We're just hanging like these drapey things that are like sashes. Oh, and I, shit. And I, I, I thought you were gonna say like you're just putting up random curtain rods like all over the house for no apparent reason. So when it's like, wait, where's the <laughs> curtain? It's like, no, it's a little sash thing. I'm like, that's dumb. Put a curtain on there if you're going to do anything. You know, it's like, we have blinds. We don't need curtains. It's all good. But I don't know, dude. I don't even question it. It's like, hey, whatever. I'll keep everybody happy. We'll put up some sashes. It's cool. No, man, this this week has been pretty brutal on the uh, the uh, sprinkler front. Um, so I don't, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, but I, I had this uh, pretty ugly sprinkler issue in the front yard and uh, dug it all up and found out that there is a tree trunk that has basically grown around all of the pipes. And, uh, you know, the previous owners, rather than dig it up and replace it and do shit right, they just kind of buried it. So now I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, I bought a chainsaw because I was ready to, like, you know, go fucking ash on this shit. And, uh, yeah, the more I looked at it, I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So I just basically ran pipe up and over and then buried it myself so i i crossed over into the fuck it as well and just said no i'm not doing it <laughs> that's that's funny go ahead i say i had a friend of mine uh who during all this uh decided they were gonna move their uh their like jacuzzi from one end of the yard to the other oh no and uh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but they got it over, and they were digging, you know, where they were going to put the new platform, and they right. came across like bones. Oh shit! Um, yeah. So, and they came across like what looked like a femur bone, like a oh. very large bone, and they were like, "Well, we got to call the cops." So the cops had to come out to the house, <laughs> um, and they basically. The cops are like, they're all social distancing. And so the coroner couldn't come out because of the social distancing rule. So they had to do like a video chat with the coroner. What? And so they're like holding up the bones and everything. And then it was like, update. <laughs> He's all, the good news is they're not human bones. He's all, but the cops are taking the bones with them just in case. Wow. <laughs> so. Was it like somebody's pet or what? I, I mean, I assume they bought the house and somebody buried like a, a Great Dane in the backyard, <laughs> you know? Say. Yeah, we had a horse at one point, but then it just sort of disappeared. So. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, 
I, it's it's kind of funny because like uh, uh, during all this, um, on top of like the opportunity to um, dig in deeper into my nerddom at points, um, it, like people's personal stories have been the one thing that have kept me like balanced. You know what I mean? Um, kind of all the craziness that you get to oh, go yeah. through during all the stupidity. So uh, because at a certain point, I mean, I love my nerddom, but I could only watch so many movies, you know? No, man. The other day... Um you know, we've been having trouble getting the uh, the jets to work on the uh, the hot tub. The pool guy came out, cleaned out the filter. You know, a couple hours later, we look at the pool, and it's like all the way up to the top. The yard is completely flooded, and the water is coming <laughs> down toward the house. And we're looking like, what in the fuck? So we're running around trying to figure out, did he leave, like somebody leave a, a hose on or something? Or like, what is going on? We had no idea that there's a, like a shutoff valve. So we're flipping the fuck out because we didn't, we didn't, you know, no one ever gave us the, the rundown on how the pool works. So we're running around, turning off the, you know, faucets here and there, like, and we can hear the water running. Uh, so eventually we're texting the pool guy like, oh my God, 911, holy shit, we're going to flood our house. Uh, he eventually calls back like half an hour later as we're flipping out. And he's like, yeah, go over by the little uh, spigot, and it's on top. You just turn it off. I'm like, oh, god damn. <laughs> this, is what I'm, this is why I'm my own pool guy, so I never have that happen. Like, not once, you know? So I, I just call Ronaldo, and he comes out and takes care of it. Right. No, the shitty thing is we, the pool, because of the heat, was perfect. Like, absolutely perfect. Now you put all this water in there, fucking freezing again. It's like two <laughs> weeks of warm weather had got it just right, and now it's fucking freezing. So, well, I've been I've been definitely doing a lot of pool time as well, trying to uh, you know uh, keep it keep it fun and keep it real, you know. So, and then just trying to find uh, stuff to do uh, with my tiger money as well, because you know <laughs> I tried to order the tiger and they wouldn't send it to me. Nope. So, <laughs> so it's like I'm afraid well, you're gonna give it I, the COVID. What am I? Yeah, well, yeah, you know, but it's like at the same time, I'm like uh, trying to trying to figure out what to do with this tiger money. So I started building a little fountain in the front yard from like uh, Lowe's and Home Depot stuff that I just had uh, oh, my first a attempt. Fountain, uh, but yeah, yeah. So like it's a little in ground fountain, but I decided to embrace my nerddom with it, and uh, the fountain has. Um, so my wife had bought all these uh, uh, little like sunflower projects for uh, Ronald Andrew and okay. for Steve's twins to work on, and uh, you know they just they haven't been by uh, in in basically their boys, so they're not really interested in growing flowers. No, no. So I I took the ceramic dinosaurs and I drilled holes in them, so they basically turned into the uh, the fountain portions of the. Wow. Um, of my little fountain, and then I uh, I'm built I'm doing a 3D printing of the Jurassic Park gates um, that I found online. <laughs> so so, and my wife is like, "What are you doing? I'm on board. I got nothing to do." So I told her I was like, "What'll be great is I I could set it up with like a little uh, a little light that looks like a flame, you know, and That's then I funny. get a little flicker light, a little LED, and then I'm gonna put a button." <laughs> through a raspberry pie where you hit the button and it's the Jurassic Park theme will go on. Oh my God. <laughs> so, and I'm considering doing a second one with the motion sensor. So when you walk by the dinosaur roars. <laughs> so, For a second, so, I thought you were doing like my big fat Greek wedding or something with a big ass fountain in the front yard. No, no, no. It's like a little like, you know, it's like a five gallon in ground one. It's just to look okay. nice and have the sound of running water. But yeah, yeah man, my, uh, my, my plans for Ron, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, but my plans for Rontopia continue to evolve. Um, so we have like some stretches in the front yard and I, I've been wanting to do some stuff out there. And so I started thinking about it. I was like, I kind of always wanted my own little miniature golf course. So I basically found some instructions for a DIY miniature golf course. <laughs> oh, and I Jesus. think I'm going to build a DIY miniature golf course in the front yard. <laughs> With like real grass, or are you putting in turf? Oh fuck no, dude! I'm gonna give me some uh, Home Depot uh, pieces of stretches of grass. They're like non-expensive. So oh wow, <laughs> I just I'm I literally am like I'm bored. I've, I mean, look, dude, I can only watch so many movies a week. You know. You know when I moved into the first house uh, over uh, out in Redlands, um, there was an area in the back where I was prepping it to be a, a like a chipping green. 
And then I with realized, like real grass. Yeah, oh yeah. No, I was I had prepped it. It was all ready to go. I was ready to start planting. And then I started looking at like, well, do I need like a special mower or how am I going to do this? So it's like like a putting green uh, with a little chipping area next to it. And then I realized like that shit is super expensive to get a real real tight green cut. Right. So then I'm like, no, nah, never mind. <laughs> I just buried it all the back up. <laughs> like that was God, a cool I idea, but no. And- <laughs> yeah, I mean, my uh, my uh, my boredom leads to a lot of like uh, random things. So I'm like building us a new podcasting table for the uh, California room. Awesome Sweet. DIY uh, uh, instructions. It's like it basically straps on the wall. It looks like a picture frame. And then when you pull it down, uh, the, the picture becomes the bottom of the table, That's you know, crazy. so we can be comfortable and have cool looks. And then, um, you know, I uh, I found a company out of uh, Las Vegas that I can buy uh, reclaimed slide parts from like uh, commercial grade uh, water slides because I want to build a fucking water slide in my backyard. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> 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 I just, you know, it's just like, well, why not? You know, why not? I've been uh, uh, taking apart uh, um, random uh, toys and shit that I find around the house and adding LED lights to them so they glow. I just, I got, like I said, dude, I'm all, I got a soldering gun and, a, and, a, and an imagination. And at a certain point, it's like, well, it's like, you know, 1130 at night and everybody's asleep. What else am I going to do? You know, go, go so. ahead, MacGyver. All right. Well, speaking of stuff that I've done over this uh, time period, so uh, Netflix put out a couple of movies over the last month, and we finally got all caught up and wanted to talk about them. Uh, So the first one I want to talk about is the good one, which is Extraction uh, with Chris Hemsworth. Yes. What do you mean, Jesus? It's fantastic. They're both no, they're both good. They're just different kinds of good. We'll get to that six underground conversation in a second, but let's talk extraction first. So, um, I, I'm like, look, I'm a Crimps Hemsworth fan as far as the MCU goes. I, from my experience, most of the stuff that I've seen him outside of the MCU, like Black Hat or like the Ghostbusters, terrible, it wasn't my favorite. Yeah, like Black Hat was okay, but it wasn't great. Um, but it's like this. I think this is his best work outside of the MCU, bar none. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think. Um there's not as as much goofy humor as there is in some of the other stuff. Um, uh, it's nice to see him play an actual like serious role. Yeah, I feel like they uh, they discovered he could do comedy, you know, and yeah. it was like uh, it's like that became all he did for a while, yeah. you know. Um, but this is to me like this has been one of my favorite like things that I've seen him do like since Rush. I think like he was great in Rush. Um, like the Red Dawn remake was kind of not really watchable. Um, he was like fun in Cabin in the Woods, you know. Um, uh, Twelve Strong was all right, not my favorite movie, but this mm. is like uh, I think I, I would say like this, uh, like Bad Times at the Old Royale and uh, and um, Rush are like my three favorite things that he's done like outside of Thor, you know. Um, you like the this- uh, the El Royale, didn't you? Yeah, I think it was fun, dude. It was pulp. It was, okay. it was exactly what it needed to be. You know, it just no, sort of fell I mean, flat. Well, especially when we get to the Chris Hemsworth part of the movie, it sort of just falls apart for me. Oh, really? I, I mean, look, I thought it was exactly the type of stuff that Tarantino was emulating with uh, Pulp Fiction. Right. You know, I just think that was more obvious and on the head. Um, right. Where this is, this is like, oh, oh, you're doing like. You're doing a pulp movie, like you're doing something that I would have seen like in the uh, early '60s, basically, but you're doing it in a modern sense. Yeah, cool. You know, no, I, um, I love the concept like, and I love the first like two thirds of it, but once it gets to be the cult thing, I just I'm like, ah, this is sort of a misstep for me. But well, anyway. all I know is the uh, the extraction was fucking amazing. Yeah. So basically, you have this movie that's about. Uh, uh, a guy who's like a former soldier of some sort. Um, I, they never really get too far into that, but they do. Uh, he he basically gets hired as a mercenary to go in and, and save this Indian boy who's been kidnapped. Right. So on top of it, on top of it being like in a locale that we do not see a lot in American cinema, yeah. which is, uh, it, you know, you're like in India running around India shooting folk. Um, um, it was really like just an interesting take on, on a, something that we've kind of seen before, you know, whether it be like, 
you know, like Taken or Born or something like that or John Wick. Um, but it felt fresh. Something about it felt really fresh. You it, know? it didn't have, um, for me, it didn't seem as ridiculous as a John Wick. As much as I love John Wick, I mean, there's there's nothing better than any of those John Wick films when it comes to action. That said, there's a there's a believability that is not there. Like, well, I feel like the first John Wick was a little more believable, and then those movies got a little more ridiculous oh, each yes. one you watched. Yes. So, I, like by the fourth one, I'm I'm sort of scared that he's gonna fly or some shit because it's just it's way he ridiculous. Is. Yeah, they're he, just gonna blend it right into the Matrix, and yeah. it's like here you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but this one I think for me felt so much more grounded in reality even though it was kind of this heightened ability that this guy had there was still the possibility that this shit could happen you know the way it went right down. right and i think that's what what sells it for me it's still got all of the the crazy action of a john wick but not quite as unbelievable i and you know what it's fun it's like um it's like one of these movies where um it, once again, it takes place in India starring an Australian guy. So like the only American you come across, you come across in like the middle of the movie, you know. Um, right. But D- it's like. David Harbour. Um, yeah. Yeah. David Harbour shows up, um, which I was kind of bummed about him because like his whole plot line seemed I was like could see it coming from the moment we met him. You right. Know? Right. So which was like my only disappointment with the film, which is like, you know, you could have done something cool with him and you kind of didn't, you know, but I, you know, spoilers beware, you know, yeah. but um, I, I was hoping for more of a Vince Vaughn type presence in like Mr. and Mrs. Smith where it's like, you sure. can see it going that way, but it's like, no, nah, there's some, some loyalty there, you know, and it's just not worth it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I do. I will say that the action sequences are some of the best I've seen in a long time. And oh, this yeah. is an unbelievably well shot movie. And there is that uh, that steady cam sequence sort of in the middle of the film um, where Insane. they're running through like hallways and everything and they jump over the fucking building. And like, you know, there's some cuts in there, but it, like right. they edit it together in such a way where it doesn't feel like it because it's obviously there's like one there's one very obvious computer moment in there. But I, at a certain point, as I'm watching it, I'm like, this is amazing. Oh, like, yeah. This is going on really long, you know, and we're running right. and it felt the, the confinement of it all mm. running through people's houses and what have you. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I couldn't help but think about how impressed we were with the fight scene in Daredevil season one. And this is like eight times that. Like right, way, right. way beyond anything they were doing. Like unbelievably well. Like as he's kicking down doors, you know, and yes. he's coming around corners and like capping guys and capping dudes on the street and the fucking trucks and getting hit by shit. And yes. it's like it, it enables you like the whole thing enables some uh, boo scares that you don't normally get in a situation like this because right. of uh, the perspective of the camera, you know, yes. or surprises that normally wouldn't be a surprise, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I mean, this movie uh, for me, uh, first off, uh, just start to finish a good, strong movie. I think it gets a little melodramatic at the end. Would yeah. Be my only thing wasn't really digging the end. It, it felt um, like it, but, was, it was trying a little hard at the end, but it was all right. I still bought it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but I will say that the uh, the thing that confuses me is that they have already announced that they're going to do a sequel. Well, you know, I I don't want to spoil the end, but we we never really see what happens. This is true. I'll agree. I'll agree. But they uh, they definitely uh, do wrap up the villain in this. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know that we're gonna see him again. <laughs> so, well, but the nice thing um, is we don't have to. Like this dude's basically right. a merc. He can go anywhere. I mean, he's Boba and Fett. when. So. Well, and wouldn't not, it be nice if he actually did go anywhere? You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, at this point, he might be uh, wherever he lives. That might be where they're shooting it. Oh, fair enough. Like, it's going to be in his house. Like, yeah. It's going to be him extracting <laughs> things from his, uh, his kitchen. Extracting the graham crackers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, get in here, Teddy Grahams. Go. <laughs> uh 
But yeah, man. So on the flip side, Netflix released another movie with another one of our favorite stars, uh, Ryan Reynolds, and put out a movie called Six Underground, uh, directed by none other than Michael Bay. Oh, yes. Um, so go ahead, Chris. I, you can start on this one. I am 100% not a fan of Michael Bay. In fact, most of his movies I cannot stand because it's really? swirling like, it's swirling shit. Like I can't tell what's well, happening, especially like Transformers. Um sure. just drives me insane trying to watch these movies. I'm like, what what am I looking at right now? Having said that, Michael Bay has become known for the guy that just blows everything up and it's bombastic and ridiculous and it's just all spectacle and that's exactly what this movie is. So if you take Michael Bay and you have him direct shoot him up with, uh, what's it, what was it, Clive Owen in that? Sure. Yeah. I love that movie. Absolutely no plot at all. And it didn't matter. You know, it was just a fun ride. And that's, that's what this is. You get all the fun of Ryan Reynolds being Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, which he is in every movie. And it still works for me, no matter what movie you put him in. I'm like, oh, okay, Ryan Reynolds, cool. Yeah, I know what I'm getting. I'm getting Deadpool. Um, but you've got a really cool supporting cast of characters, and they're all fun as well. Are we digging deep with this? No, no, not at all. There, there's almost no storyline at all, and it does not matter. I'd say the bigger failing is that the movie's just not very interesting at a certain point. Uh, like it's a lot of. Like some of the action pieces are fun. Um, some of the characters are interesting, although I feel like outside of uh, uh, so everybody in the movie gets a number. Um, right. That's why there's six underground and there's six of them, you know, uh, although we eventually do meet seven. Right. Um, um, but and they do this to protect their identities, you know, like yes. it's like Mission Impossible or some shit like that. And so he's basically like a billionaire that decides he's going to like that. He's going to like make the world a better place by killing people, I think was his he's, choice. He's I'm not really toppling dictatorships, taking sure. out really bad people. Hey, man, I love that shit. I love the idea <laughs> that there's some sort of vigilante group that is doing what needs to be done. I love that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think there, <laughs> it is definitely not a think piece. You know, <laughs> you are definitely not going to uh, come away from this no. movie going, wow, I'm profoundly moved by, what, by the message or any of that shit. It is not that kind of movie. If there's ever been a popcorn film, this is it. Like this is 100% Look, I, popcorn. I think like the Michael Bay, like, if there was the Mount Rushmore of Michael Bay films, <laughs> you know, you're looking at like The Rock. You're looking at like Bad Boys. Yes. Uh, I think you're you're looking at like maybe the third Transformers movie because I think that one's the best of the bunch. Um, no shy. And then. Right? No, he's in the he's he's his in the last one? one that he did. Okay. Was that the, yeah, he's in the third one. So um, and then. Maybe I mean now you're getting into like personal like do you like Armageddon which I hate Armageddon yeah I think it's a stupid movie it does not you hold know? up no um you know you're getting into like the first Transformers you're getting yeah. into Bad Boys Two which yeah. I'm like that movie is like entertaining but holy it's entertaining in the same way that this one is except that this movie only has Ryan Reynolds it doesn't have a second like Will Smith type you what know are you talking about so, the uh, the the Spanish speaking dude. He's hilarious. Nah, eh, he's I mean, funny he's not as hell. holding the movie together. I don't, no, no, oh, he is. I mean, great, I get dude. what you're saying, but <clears throat> he is phenomenal. He is so funny because he's he's got that sort of fun, quirky thing, but he's dumb as shit, and that's what makes him hilarious because he's clearly there is a the chase. There is a chase in the beginning through Venice, which I loved. Insane. Um, yeah, like it was. Completely off the 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 rocker crazy, sort of yes. like the section of Bad Boys Two where they're like driving through fucking Havana and uh, yeah. uh, with the Humvees just destroying people's homes for no reason, right. you know. Um, uh, this sort of in that vein where you're like, this is the most amount of dead people that Venice has ever seen in a single day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, since, it's like Expendables since, and then this, as far as the body count. Yeah, like, Expendables Two, then this movie, then Expendables One, you know. 
Well, I mean, you haven't seen this many randomly killed people since the Inquisition, is all I'm saying. So <laughs> it's, it's like ridiculous. The uh, the the but but the problem is for me, the movie falls off a cliff after that sequence. It never gets as good as that moment again. Well, and I mean, it's hard to top the the stunts alone are insane. And and yeah, how random it, that like there's a parkour guy as part of the crew. <laughs> like what? I apparently everybody needs a parkour guy who could jump off buildings and I shit. Mean, so it's, it's it's kind of a heisty movie. You got to have a parkour guy. So yeah, I just I feel like the opening is so good, and then from there it kind of gets like it. It does the double thing where there's too much exposition, so yeah. it's equally boring and confusing all at the same time. Because now after this great action sequence, now we got to set up what the fuck the movie's about, right. um, and we spend a lot of time doing that. And you're like, oh dear God. And by the time we get to Vegas, I'm like. I'm done. I don't care anymore. Just like get me ah, out of this thing, you know? Damn, short so. attention span. <laughs> That's like 40 minutes in, dude. <laughs> like like that opening action sequence like 15, 17 minutes long and you're like, "I'm in." And then it just literally you're like, "Oh, Jesus." I I like And don't get me wrong, dude. I love Ryan Reynolds, but it's like Ryan Reynolds does one thing really good. Yes. And at this point He's in too many movies doing that one thing really good, you know? So I mean, there's some nuance to what he's doing compared to but yeah, it's basically the same character. It's it's I, I, it's like it's the bodyguard. It's like everybody that's like Hitman's bodyguard. Yeah. It's it's the same thing. Everybody that's like everybody that's like, I need a new Deadpool movie, I'm like, you don't. You could just imagine Deadpool shows up intermittently in any other fucking Ryan Reynolds movie <laughs> at this point, and you're good, you know? So <laughs> Hey man, I'll still take another Deadpool movie. That shit's great. Uh, well, I like this Six Underground. I is definitely not on that level of entertaining. Like for no, me, it's very no. forgettable. Oh no! I mean, again, this movie's not going to win any awards other than maybe special. No, effects, you know, action. Mm, I don't even know that. <laughs> you know what? This movie will win. It'll win best action or best fight scene on the MTV Movie Awards. Like that's no, because it won't because it came out in the same year as Extraction, and Extraction has a better fight sequence. So I'll take Extraction all day Uh, and twice on Sunday. So maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, again, two really enjoyable films at the polar opposites of style. You know, one very serious, very grounded. The other one, absolutely ridiculous, and equally as entertaining for me. In fact, I found the Six Underground easier to watch because i didn't have to concentrate as hard well if you're just like throwing it on for sound in the background then sure why the hell yeah, not I mean, but fun. i mean it's is it though is it <laughs> it's a lot of fun dude it's a lot of fun and i love that they keep quoting movie lines and eventually it's just like no more movie quotes yeah that shit was funny <laughs> i just it's so i good. guess i mean if that's if that's what you're into it's you know so, good, so. i mean again it's it's not gonna win any awards, but it doesn't have to. No, for the same reason that Shoot 'Em Up would never win an award. It, even the Razzies are like, yeah, that's kind of shitty movie, but it's fun as hell, and I can watch it every single year, and it never gets old for me. Well, I mean, when when the Razzies are off of you, like that's that's a rough world to be in. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh look uh let's 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 transition out of that right. and uh let's talk let's talk a little bit about uh something good for a change um right. we got to talk about something we've never talked about on this show and i don't know i mean i think maybe we've talked about the movie but we got to talk about what we do in the shadows the tv show oh my god so we're in what season now too or yeah yeah, so Chris and I watched this religiously, um, and the reason we brought it up for specifically this week is Mark Hamill was on this week, so it ties right into our nerddom, like, more so than ever. Well, I mean, um, it's, it's but vampires. If you're not, oh, I know, dude, that's, but if you're not nerd. on this show, absolutely, absolutely, um, but if you're not on this show, like, you're missing out. Like, this has got to right. be one of the best... Um, uh, one of the best comedies uh, to come out in probably like the last decade, I would say. Well, and, and the cool part about it, and this is this is pretty rare. The TV show, for me, is better than the movie was. As much as I enjoyed the movie, I think the characters are much more developed in the TV show, and they're a lot funnier for me um, than the film. 
Well, I feel like you're getting um, like the movie. You only spent 90 minutes with those characters, you right. know, so it's like you didn't get as long with them. But they they're they're interesting in a different their dynamic is different than the house mates we've got in this movie. Yes. Um, and in, and they're in New Zealand. So you've got a lot of really New Zealand centric jokes going on in that mm-hmm. in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but without that movie, there is no universe. And and now I don't know if you've ever have you ever watched Wellington Paranormal? No. So there's a six episode um, uh, spinoff of the original movie about the two cops dealing with all the paranormal shit that goes what? on in Wellington. How have I not heard yeah. this? It's a if you look for it, you could find it on like uh, not Vox on like uh, a Vimeo or something like that. <laughs> those, so those, I've watched all six episodes hilarious. and they're amazing. Yeah. So the, the, they did that first and then they had this come out next. Uh, and then after this, uh, uh, they're supposed to be doing another movie in the universe called We're Wolves. So, oh, um, uh, yeah, W-E-R-E, uh, Wolves, uh, which I think is <laughs> hilarious. So, uh, about the wolf pack from the first movie. Um, so, but but this show, uh, I, what's kind of funny is the more they play in this universe, the more they find that's amazing. So, like, oh, yeah. just this... Just this season alone, they um, they the vampires called upon their spirits, yeah, because <laughs> they, because they they discovered that they were dead. So maybe maybe their ghosts had un, unfinished business. So basically, they got to all talk to them themselves from when they died. And the best part about it was the the girl vampire, uh, uh the female vampire. What's her name? Um, Nadia. Nadia. Uh, uh, Nadja uh, puts her spirit into the body of a doll. <laughs> so I love this doll, by the way. It is it so cracks like me a, up. Uh, and it's like the animatronics on it are amazing, by the yes, way. Yes. Like first off. Uh, but they they so they have like this little living doll that runs around the house. Um the uh yeah, the, it's like, it's like a, a familiar a female Chucky almost. It's it's yeah, but, it, but you know, it's not like a psychotic, it's just her. It's just her personality in in the doll, and it just kind of doll, yeah. from time to time, and just chimes in the conversation. So fucking. And then this, this last episode. So if you're not watching the show, there's basically four vampires that live in this flat. Uh, so there's uh, Laszlo, there's Nadja, uh, there's Colin Robinson, who is the uh, um, what is he? The uh, emotional, not the emotional, the he, energy vampire. He's an energy vampire. He's the the energy vampire and then there's nandor who is the lead who is the uh the former hun <laughs> who's like he's like the dandy like you know so uh but the four of them they have such a great relationship but this last episode it was uh, uh the laszlo uh who is sort of like this british vamp would you call him british like what is he yeah yeah he's british and he's he thinks he's a playboy basically he thinks he's like yeah. super smooth so, uh, but Mark Hamill shows up for a uh, an unpaid rental debt from the 19th century that he owes him <laughs> for renting a house in the summertime in San Diego. <laughs> um, it, and it had to be that had to be one of the funniest episodes of the whole series at this oh, yeah. point. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, Matt Berry, uh, who, who's, who, you know, he's got this very, you know, British uh, sort of thing that he does, and it's very big and over the top. Um, uh, he decides to go on the lamb, and he ends up in Pennsylvania, and, and he decides his name is what, Chris? Oh, I just had it. Uh, Jackie Daytona. <laughs> He's got this toothpick, and he's all, with this toothpick in my mouth, I'm now Jackie Daytona. <laughs> and I love that that uh, Mark Hamill goes in and happens to find him and doesn't recognize him because he has the toothpick in his mouth. <laughs> like, Which becomes this running bit, like every time he takes the toothpick out of his mouth, like people are like, oh, it's you. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> but, but brilliant at the same time. Yeah, absolutely hysterical. Um, and they do this scene where the two vampires are drinking with each other. Uh, they're drinking beers. Like one is playing the bartender and the other is Mark Hamill, who's like in search of this guy that's like right in front of him. And so when the one looks away, he throws the beer over his shoulder and he's like, ah, so good. And <laughs> the other one does the same exact bit like a couple couple seconds later. And he's like, mm, yum, another. Would you like, like another human alcoholic beverage? <laughs> 
<laughs> like so many wonderful things on the show. Uh, and then the, uh, uh, the Colin Robinson character, I know you're not a fan of him, but I think he's the funniest part of the show for me. I, I think he's the part of the show that was missing from the movie. Um, it, it, it kind of adds a dynamic where this character is not a traditional vampire. He just is one of those people that being around them, they suck all the energy out of you. You just cannot be around them and not feel drained. And he is hilarious. Right, right. Like, he'll just go rambling on and on and on about something completely irrelevant. And like and, I'm doing like, right now. And the actor... <laughs> Yeah, the the actor that plays him is a guy named Mark Proch, uh, and he's he's like one of these character actor types that you've seen like I, he feels like he's been in like an Apple commercial or some shit like that oh, at yeah. some point in his life, you know. Uh, but he's just sort of been around for like I've seen him in stuff, you know, for years and years. Like he was on like uh, Better Call Saul, uh, like in the early seasons of that. Uh, you know, he did. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of what else. Like he did an episode of Modern Family at one point. Um, uh, uh, God, like an episode of New Girl. He was on The Office uh, for a time, and oh, okay. he played the character Nate. Uh, like I, I just, I didn't realize that until I went back and did my rewatches and I'm like, oh shit, he was on the office. That's right. Uh, like the later seasons. Um, um, but like a lot of really funny stuff, but he's got this deadpan delivery that, that absolutely kills me every time he comes on. Um, and especially cause he's so unbelievably annoying. You just want to yeah. strangle him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, and what, what kills and me the- is you've uh, got these three vampires who are very traditional looking vampires. They've got big coats and yes. capes and frilly shirts. And this dude just looks like a guy that works in an office. And he's just the yes. complete odd man out whenever they do anything. Um, <laughs> because he does. He works in, our- in an office. And they're always so annoyed by him no matter yeah. what. He goes, ah, uh, you know. And they're like, thank you, Colin Robinson. <laughs> shut up Colin Robinson his his room like the whole house is this elaborate you know ornate decorated and he's got this little cubicle looking room with just like a little drawing and like no bed frame just a bed so boring and dry and it's like this is perfect this is exactly who he is but you know what though they do an Go they, ahead. Do, they do that episode. Where, no, no. I say they do that episode where they, uh, um, where he gets the promotion at work, yeah. Uh, and he has no idea what they do at the place he works at. <laughs> he just shows. He up. just shows up, so he can. Fe- yeah, it's his feeding grounds, and uh, but he gets this promotion, and it's like the whole like it becomes like a little little office space, a little Dilbert, you know, where right. he's rambling on in his presentations, um, and he's feeding off the energy of the people of the presentation, and he becomes like super powerful because uh, everybody has to suck up to him because he's the boss. Yes, <laughs> it's like yes, they're laughing brilliant. at my jokes he, because they have to. <laughs> When he splits into three versions of himself, he's like, yes. I don't need you. I could just talk to myself. And he goes, that's right. We're the seamen. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, just all of it. And and it's like, you know, it's got, to me, it, it's adult humor, but yes. it's a little abstract, you know? So there's quite a bit of brilliance going on it. it and if you're not watching the show, especially just throw in the Mark Hamill episode from this, la- the newest one from this season. It literally just came on last week. Um, just to watch Mark Hamill be like a, 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 a flouncy vampire is worth the price of admission alone. I love that they get like hooked on like addicted to volleyball. To women's volleyball. Yeah. They just, they have <laughs> to go and watch women's yes. volleyball. <laughs> so good he's like go bucks <laughs> you know so. what you know what there's an episode i don't want to go too long on this but this is an episode that i absolutely loved um where um it's not laszlo what's what's the old one uh the oldest one the hun dude nandor Talking yeah, about nandor. Yeah, nandor yeah um where he decides to get his mail but he gets his electronic mail and somebody sent him a chain mail a chain message. Like, if you don't forward it, you will be cursed and you will die before the next sun. So, of course, they think it's a literal curse and they have to collect 10 email message, email uh, addresses and send it to 10 different people. Yeah, freaking brilliant, dude. Like, he doesn't understand. Uh, he's still on AOL. Like, so funny. Yes. My favorite, my favorite episode still is the episode. Like this one was pretty close to my favorite one, but yes. the episode in the first season 
where they take the ancient vampire out on the town yes. um, uh, into Manhattan. <laughs> and they get, at one point, he's like, we need to cut loose. Let's do shots. And yes. their version of the vampire shots is them grabbing people and like cutting their throat and drinking the blood, like holding <laughs> them over their heads. And then at one point, it cuts away and it comes back and Nandor's wearing a cone on his head. And he goes, we drank some people that did uh, blood, that did drugs. He's like, and now I am a wizard. <laughs> like, it's, it's so, so good. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, so good. Uh, it's called Baron's Night Out, that one. Really funny. And then the trial where they- Oh, uh, the trial the was the best. International vamp- yeah, yeah. Some really, really funny, funny episodes in in the first smart. season. Uh, but Very those two, smart. I think, yeah, um, uh, you know, to the point where you can get somebody that's like not into nerd culture to sit down and watch it, and because it's so ridiculous, like people genuinely find it funny, you know. Yes. So, all right. Well, let's wrap that up right there. Um, uh, before we finish this up, Chris, you got any uh, dumb shit you want to talk about this week? <sighs> I mean, it's just basically just insert story about Darian. I mean, there's too many. There's just too many. I I can't even. Okay. I mean, at this point, I've I've got the moving boxes still in the shed, just waiting. <laughs> You're just ready to throw that kid out at yeah. any given moment, yeah. huh? Just just one more thing. Just one more thing. <laughs> okay, I'm well, done. I mean, as long as oh no, she uh, has, as long as uh, she has purple you hair know. now. Her her hair. She is has purple. purple hair. Yeah. Yeah. Why is her hair purple? Because she's an idiot. I don't know. I don't know what she was thinking. <laughs> she 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 looked like fucking Pepe Le Pew for the last two months because she bleached the front, and and now it's purple. So I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. Well, good times, right? Good times. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, it, it, is this over yet? Can can we start looking for places? You have a job now, right? You know. <laughs> You know what you need? You need well, freedom. <laughs> well, we've been, uh, Ronald Andrew, uh, he's starting to get stir crazy being at the house. Um, and he he has started hunting the neighborhood people in the front yard with his Nerf guns. Um, so <laughs> he, he lays in wait behind the hedge for people to walk by. And then he like jumps out and he's like, ah, like scares the shit out of people. Oh my God. And then the... The other day I was taking the trash cans out and so he, he's he got his Han Solo blaster and this guy's like walking down the, the sidewalk and he's about 12 feet away and Ronald Andrews like, sir, you have to stop. We are bringing the trash out. <laughs> so, he's like, when we are done, you may, you may cross. And I was like, I'm sorry. The guy's like, no, no, no. And he's like, dad, he's got to stay six feet away. Oh, I was like, all right, sorry, son. Sorry. Hey, man. So, being responsible. He, he is definitely enforcing social distancing, but he's like getting a little too into it at this point. So Thank I'm like, all right, man, all right. Like, yes, sir, Mr. Back Mayor. Just a moment. <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, wrap that up right there. Uh, this has been a fantastic episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Uh, once again, I am Michael Bay going pew 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 explosions pew pew. I am Jackie fucking Daytona. <laughs> and we hope you guys are having a nerd life crisis. Music for the Nerd Life Crisis podcast is provided by Big Papa and the TCB. All music available at bptcb.com or at iTunes. The Nerd Life Crisis is recorded at the Inland Blue Studios. Make sure to subscribe to the Nerd Life Crisis at iTunes and like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Nerd Life Crisis. This episode of the Nerd Life Crisis brought to you by IB Comics. IB Comics, the home of great creator-driven stories for people of all ages, including Legba's Juke Joint. The first book of a nine-book series is available now and tells the story of American music from the blues to the present. The series examines the values of American society and for what we as people are willing to trade our soul. The book has been called Smart and Clever by Mark Wade of The Flash and Superman and Raw, Honest, and Profoundly Human by Stephen Frank, the creator of Silver and the animator on The Iron Giant. The book is available now at www.ibcomics.com. IB Comics, the home of great stories.